Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Yellow Lines, a true crime podcast. My name's LJ and I'm going to be your host. Today we are going to be discussing something that will be kind of impossible if you haven't heard about. If you look to Twitter, if you look to Facebook, if you turn around and go downtown, it's everywhere. We're talking about the Black Lives Matter movement. We will be talking about murder, corruption, and other sensitive material. There will be graphic content shown in this video. Additionally, at the end, we're gonna do something about it. I am not okay with seeing people die every day. I'm not okay with seeing people get hurt at protests, and I'm surely not okay with racism. At the end of this episode, I will be providing you with the resources and tools on how you can get involved. But before all that, let's get into a history lesson and talk about the Black Lives Matter movement. The Black Lives Matter movement was founded in 2013, and this was right off the bat from when Trayvon Martin, when his murderer, George Zimmerman, was acquitted from murder. So before we get into the Black Lives Matter movement, I wanted to talk a little bit more about Trayvon Martin in case you have no knowledge of this. Trayvon Martin was 17 years old when he was fatally shot in the chest. He was shot in Sanford, Florida by George Zimmerman. Martin was walking back home to his father's fiance's house from the local 7-Eleven store where there he had bought a packet of Skittles as well as a watermelon Arizona drink. Zimmerman was a white police officer who was also a part of the neighborhood watch program. He had advised that he thought Trayvon was providing some sort of suspicious behavior. This guy looks like he's up to no good or he's on drugs or something. Several minutes later an altercation erupted causing Martin to lose his life. At the time, Zimmerman was not charged, and this was due to Florida's Stand Your Ground law. This law allows people to defend themselves against a perceived threat or a real threat, including that of using legal force, regardless of whether safety and retreating was possible from the situation. Following Martin's death, there were tons of rallies, marches, protests, that were held across the nation. Most notably, in March of 2012, hundreds upon hundreds of students held a walkout of their school. Trayvon Martin's murder was also the first story to ever be featured more frequently in the news than that of a presidential race. This movement became nationally recognized after two further deaths. That was those of Michael Brown and Eric Gardner. Now I'm going to tell you a little bit more about both of those stories as well, so let's get into Michael Brown's. Michael Brown was 18 years old when he was fatally shot by a, a white Ferguson police officer. His name was Darren Wilson. This incident occurred in the suburbs of St. Louis. At 11.53 a.m., Ferguson police officers reported that there was a theft going on at the local Ferguson market. There they had a suspect named Michael Brown who was being accused of stealing a pack of Swisher cigars. He also reportedly shoved a clerk that worked at the store. What occurred next is kind of a mystery. There's a couple of different accounts and all of them don't really add up to one cohesive version of the story. Okay, what I saw was when the cop and Michael were like wrestling through the window. It looked as if Michael was pushing off and the cop was trying to pull him in. Then the cop sh shot a fire through the window. 
Michael breaks away and he starts running away from the officer. The officer gets out of his vehicle and pursues Michael as he's shooting his weapon. Michael jerks his body as if he was hit. Then he turns around, faces the officer, and puts his hands up. And the officer continues to shoot him until he goes down to the ground. We believe this is the father in the video. So there's a police officer walking up here that you're looking at. Yeah, okay. And then that, this is the father. We believe he's going to the body. That's what's blurred. Okay, in. that's his uncle that's walking that's up to uncle. the... okay. Yeah, okay. Whenever his uncle walked up to him to try to see if that was him because everybody in the neighborhood was telling him that his nephew was shot, um, he tried to walk up and see if that was him, and then the officers immediately run to him and tell him to get back behind the tape. When I first looked out of my window, it was because Tiffany was calling me to come down. You know, we were on our way to work. So I have, my video isn't from that time, but I actually saw with my own eyes, the starting with the confrontation at the window. It just looked like it was a tussle, some struggle going on. I couldn't really tell really from my angle, but then I saw the police just get out and chase him forth forcefully down the street and shoot him down. Michael was outside of the police car, and the police was inside, and just seemed like he was just trying to, it was just some kind of Michael trying to get away really quickly, and the police wouldn't let him. So did, then did you that's ever when I heard the see, shots fired. Did you ever see a moment where Michael was in the police car? No, ma'am. Wilson started the confrontation by trying to grab Brown by his neck through the car window and was threatening him, and then he shot him. He shot him in the hand. From that point on, Dorian Johnson, who was Michael's friend, and Michael fled as fast as they could to try to get away from Officer Wilson. Wilson pursued Brown and then shot Brown multiple times until he lay motionless on the ground. A total of 12 shots were fired and six of them hit Michael. Less than 90 seconds passed between the moment that Michael and Wilson met and when he was dead. The other case was that of Eric Garner. Eric Garner was murdered in the borough of New York City by the hand of Daniel Pentaleo, an officer on the New York Police Department. This video was horrific when I watched it. This one sent goosebumps down my spine. It just... <sighs> NYPD approached Garner regarding an alleged suspicion that he was selling cigarettes without a tax stamp. I don't even know what that is. Does any do any of you guys know what that even means? Like, what is a tax stamp? What kind of tax stamp do you need to sell individual cigarettes? I've never heard of this. It seemed like a really weird suspicion to like stop someone for. Garner, fed up because this is not a new occurrence for him, kind of told the police, you know, back off, and that he was tired of being harassed by them, and he was tired of being accused for things that he hadn't done.
However, the police attempted to arrest him anyways. So Gardner became defensive. He was saying, please leave me alone. And moments later, the police kind of swarmed in on him. The four officers raced to detain him. And between that, there was some pushing and shoving and he eventually fell to the ground. He was kind of like flailing like this and then he lost his balance. And I saw Officer Dan Daniel, the officer that murdered him, put him in a chokehold and then kind of flew around his body in the chokehold and like choked him out. Put your hand behind your back. Put your hand behind your from there, he was audibly unable to breathe, and his head is being smashed against the concrete while he is gasping for air and begging for help. All he did was break up a fight, and this is what happens for breaking up a fight. This is crazy. They kept him like that until he appeared to lose consciousness, at which point he was taken to a hospital where an hour later he was pronounced dead. Richmond County Grand Jury did not indict Palentio, which caused much public outrage and protest, and more rallies began to crop up. So between all of these three issues, this is kind of what started the Black Lives Matter movement. So let's talk about a little bit more of the Black Lives Matter movement and about the organization behind it. The Black Lives Matter movement was founded by three women. These three women are Alicia Garza, Patrice Coolers, and Opal Tametti. The purpose of this movement is to advocate for anti-racism and protest the systematic and intentional target of black people for demise. Liberation movements in this country have created a space and leadership for mostly black, heterosexual, cisgendered males. This leaves women, queer, and transgender individuals in the background with little to no recognition for moving forward. The Black Lives Matter organization is a global organization that focuses in the United States, the United Kingdom, and Canada. Its goal is to eradicate white supremacy and to build local power to intervene in violence inflicted on black communities by the state and vigilantes. So now that we've discussed a little bit about the Black Lives Matter movement, I want to flash forward to now. The year is 2020. About a week ago, a man was murdered. His name was George Floyd. On May 25th, Minnesota resident George Floyd was held face down on the ground in a pair of handcuffs while three police officers pressed their knees into his back and his neck for over eight minutes. Mama, I love you. Please, I love you. The main officer, Derek Chauvin, pressed his knee into Floyd's neck for over eight minutes. The reason? 
Floyd was suspected for passing a $20 counterfeit bill. If you haven't seen the video yet, I do apologize. It is very graphic. cities in the United States and internationally. Many have remained peaceful, however, during the night a lot of them will lead to violence. Include the destruction of property and the looting of goods. Police have been armed with riot gear and fired tear gas and bullets into the crowds. I've witnessed videos, footage of people getting tased. Down William Street over here, and uh, can we talk to you? Yeah, 
individuals getting driven over by a police officer. And enough is enough. I created this channel to help people. I want to entertain people and educate people. Although I'm just starting this channel, I want to find the best ways that I can to help. I understand that I will never understand racism truly. I will never be prosecuted, I will never be stopped, and I will never be shot for the color of my skin. For me, right now in America, I'm afraid. But this is the same fear that many women, men, and children feel every single day just for the color of their skin. I can drive down the street and not get tased. I can go to 7-Eleven, buy a pack of Skittles, and not get shot. I can do a lot of things without even a second thought. And this isn't the same for everyone. So today, I'm asking you to help me help out others. At this time, I'm going to leave a list in the description below for all the different places you can donate to help. Thank you so much guys for watching, and I will see you guys the next time we go behind the yellow line.